pass those things out. So, a um, little bit of background for some of you guys that are new to us. We are a church that is, in January, going to celebrate six years old. Um, we started off uh, meeting in Planet Fun, um, which was fun. It was a lot of fun to meet in Planet Fun. And all the kids were really bummed out when we moved over here because they had all the cool toys at Planet Fun. Uh, but we started there, and then we moved here. And then uh, March of this year, we closed on a piece of property over at Ocean Isle, uh, 13 Point four seven acres uh, over at Ocean Isle. And this was a really God thing because this piece of property was a $1.2 million piece of property that we purchased for 180000 So like 90% off, you know. It was, a, it was a good sale. They were having a good sale that day, and so we decided to buy it. And um, so we challenged everybody, though. We challenged us that, hey, if we could take um, from Memorial Day to Labor Day... Hey, does everybody got their tags? All right, ushers, calm it down back there. Y'all are distracting me. Get your tag, take a seat, okay? <laughs> okay, so we challenged everybody from Memorial Day to Labor Day. Let's kind of put out this God-sized dream, and let's see if we could get this land paid off, if we could do it. And so, like, if y'all have been with us over the last few months, we had this little thermometer, and the thermometer said 20,000, 40,000, 100,000. Now, I want to show you what the thermometer says today at some point. (laughs) There it goes. We paid that thing off. That's right. That bank ain't getting no more interest from us. No more interest. So we did it, guys. We paid it off. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Really, really cool thing. Um, it, it was amazing. Um, we did it. And, and here's, here's one other cool thing about this. Um, in, in the middle of paying this thing off, we kind of felt like God saying, you know what? We need to have a Sunday where we just give the entire offering away. We, just, we think that the only way that we're really going to be blessed is if we just give. I think that's what Jesus would do. And so um, we had that, and then we had some other things come up where we actually gave away thousands of dollars into people in the community, just into the lives of of different people, just to say, Jesus loves you and God bless. And and, and in the midst of that giving, God just poured out. And and so it's, it's, it's a really amazing, amazing journey that has taken us so far. And, and here's what I want to do this morning. Um, we're going to open up the scriptures. We're going to read, uh, continuing in Leviticus 23, uh, where we started last week. And sometimes what happens is whenever you have a good success like this, whenever you have this moment of, man, this is awesome, it's easy to kind of rush on to the next thing. It's easy to kind of start asking all those questions. Well, well, w- what about the building and what about these? Or, or, or have you ever had those moments in your own life where you've kind of reached a milestone? Instead of just stopping to celebrate that moment, you're kind of on to the next thing. And so I, what I want to do this morning is I want to make sure that we don't rush this thing, that we just kind of stop and celebrate and have a good time and just party. Exactly. You're still too early. You're, you're way early. There's going to be times for that. But this is what I would like to do just because of that, because it, it was close. But... As we talk this morning, every time I use the word party, you get to use your toy. 
Does that sound good? But if you don't, if you use it when I don't use the word party, time out or something. I don't know. I don't know what we can do. Church discipline. I don't know what Paul says about that. We'll, we'll all, anyway. So, Are you ready? What word am I going to use? Party. And when I say it, that's what you get to do. The book of Leviticus in chapter 23. Uh, I'm going to read it. It's not going to be on the screens this morning, but you can follow along in your Bible. I just want you to listen to the words of God speaking this to his people. Now the Lord said to Moses, give the following instructions to the people of Israel. These are the Lord's appointed festivals, which you are to proclaim as official days for holy assembly. You have six days each, each week for your ordinary work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath day for complete rest, an official day for the holy assembly. It is the Lord's Sabbath day, and it must be observed wherever you live. In addition to the Sabbath, these are the Lord's appointed festivals. These are the official days for the holy assembly that are to be celebrated at their proper times of each year. And then he goes on to begin to list these seven different festivals. I'm going to read just a portion of it. The Lord's Passover. It begins at sundown on the 14th day of the first month. And on the next day of the 15th month, you begin to celebrate the festival of unleavened bread. The festival of the Lord continues for seven days. And during that time, the bread must be eaten without yeast. On the first day of the festival, all the people must stop their ordinary work and observe an official day for holy assembly. For seven days, you must present special gifts to the Lord. And on the seventh day, the people must again stop all of their ordinary work to observe an official day for the holy assembly. And the Lord said to Moses, give the following instructions to the people of Israel. When they enter the land that I'm giving you and your harvest and you harvest its first crop, bring the priest a bundle of grain <clears throat> from the first cutting of the grain harvest. <clears throat> Excuse me. And he goes on. He talks about this. There's the uh, Passover and the Feast of Unleavened Bread and, and First Fruits and, and the Festival of Harvest and the Day of Atonement and uh, the Festival of Trumpets and the Festival of Shelters. And he gives them this overlook. <clears throat> and what God's saying here is, uh, listen, I'm going to give you guys a breakdown, first of all, of how your week is going to look. And then I'm going to give you a breakdown of how your year is going to look. Your week is going to look like this. Six days you're going to work, and then on the seventh day it's going to be Sabbath, and it's going to be rest, and it's going to be holy assembly. And then, and, and then once you get the week right, there's this, we, we want you to get the year right. And, and during the year there's going to be these appointed times where you stop. You stop your normal labor, and, and, and you, you just celebrate, and you have a good time. And he, he goes to this, and, and have you ever kind of, read Leviticus, and maybe at some point in time, somebody's put it into your mind that, well, Leviticus is a boring book. It's a book of just laws, and it's a book of don't do this and don't do that. But then all of a sudden, we get here and we read this, and, and, and this, is a, this is God saying, listen, you guys need to stop and party. <laughs> like, like, whoa, wait a minute. S- seven days, all this, and, that, and then these times, seven feast, all these through the year, you're going to do all of these things. Just stop. Just stop. And and to really understand uh, this in today's context, I want us to understand it in the context in which it was written. Here's a group of people that have been enslaved. 
for years and years and years, hundreds, hundreds of years, all they've known is slavery. Their fathers were slaves. Their grandfathers were slaves. Their great-grandfathers were slaves. Their great-great-grandfathers and grandmothers, they were all slaves. That's all they've known. That's, all, that's what they've heard about. That's, it's ingrained in them. And then all of a sudden, God comes on the scene and says, listen, I've heard the cries of my people. And he sends Moses. He says, listen, Moses, you're going to go in. You're going to speak to Pharaoh and my people. You're going to let them go. They're going to come. They're going to worship me on this mountain. And then and there's just going to be this land that they're going to go into that's flowing with milk and honey. And some of you guys, you, some of y'all know the story that uh, Moses goes in. He speaks to the Pharaoh. And, and, and all of these things happen. All of these plagues happen because uh, Pharaoh won't let God's people go. So all these things, finally at the very end, there's a, there's a Passover. And, and there's this, the Bible says there's this great cry in all of the land because the, the firstborns have been killed, the ones that don't have the blood of the lamb over their doorpost. And so all of a sudden the Pharaoh's heart just, fine, just y'all get out of here. Get out of here, leave. And this is what the Bible tells us, though, that upon their leaving, that the Israelites, they got to plunder the wealth of the Egyptians. They got to plunder the wealth of the Egyptians. So all of a sudden, a people who had, have had nothing, absolutely nothing became very, very rich. They took the gold and the silver and the clothing of the Egyptians, and then they headed out. And so this would be the equivalent of just winning the lottery. This would be the equivalent of, man, absolutely nothing, dead broke, slavery, and now all of a sudden we've plundered the wealth of the Egyptians, and we're going out. We're going out to worship God, and, and they've, they've won the lottery. Do you know this, that, that most lottery winners go broke? Most lottery winners go broke. You know why they go broke? It's because they do some crazy stuff. They do some crazy stuff because they don't know what they're doing. They've never had that before, so they don't know how to handle that. Man, I, I can't, it was like VH1 special or something at one time. They were talking about, y'all remember MC Hammer? Big pants, can't touch this. Oh, oh, y'all remember that one. Like, y'all didn't do it. And uh, MC Hammer, th- this cat makes like 40 million bucks and in just a couple years broke. Nothing. Nothing. Uh, and it's just, it's just crazy. And you read some of these stories about professional athletes, entertainers, some of these musicians, some of these one-hit wonders that just have all of this stuff come in, and then they end up broke. And so these Israelites, all of a sudden, a people that have never had nothing, and now they have all of this gold and silver and, and, and the wealth of the Egyptians. They, they make their way to this mountain. And, and Moses goes up to the mountain. And he's having this conversation with God. And the Bible tells us this, that, that the people got restless. They said, man, this, this, this fellow Moses, man, he is a, a long time on the mountain. What should we do? And so, so they looked at Aaron. Uh, what, what, what are we going to do now? And, and so Aaron comes up with this really great idea. Uh, you know, all that gold and all that silver, all that lottery winnings that we just took, uh, bring them all to me and we're going to make a golden calf. Sounds like a great idea. And so all the people do that. They bring all of this wealth, everything that's been brought to them, and, and, and they begin to shape this golden calf. And it makes you wonder why. Why a golden calf? 
because that's all that they've ever seen. See, the Egyptians had lots of golden idols. And for hundreds of years, all they saw was, man, these guys live so much better than us. And, and these guys have all of the wealth. And, and, and now we have their wealth. What do we do with it? Well, let's do with it what they did with it. And we'll, we'll make golden idols. We'll, 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 we'll make these calves. And, and we'll say, look, these will be our gods. These are the ones that brought us out of of Egypt. These are the ones that did it. It's all they knew. You all remember that movie, The Italian Job? Really great movie where uh, Mark Wahlberg and this team of thieves go in and they, they steal all of these gold bars. And they take these gold bars and, and, and they're talking about, hey man, what are you going to do with your share? And what are you going to do with your share? And one guy says, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy this stereo. It's going to be awesome. Another guy says, man, I'm going to buy this this, uh, I think it was Austin, Aston Martin, Austin Martin or Aston Martin. See, y'all don't know either. Okay, so we're going to buy this cool car. And, and, and so I'm going to buy this huge TV. And all, they're just kind of talking about all of these things. And, and, and to give away, you know, total spoiler alert if you haven't seen it. But this one guy is listening in and he ends up stealing all the gold from them. And then they find him later, years later, and he's bought all of their stuff. He's bought all of their dreams. And Mark Wahlberg looks at him and is like, dude, you're so predictable. You, you, you're, you can't even have your own dreams. You've got all of this gold and all of this wealth, and all you could do was take what we wanted and what we told you. And that's the exact same thing that's happening here with the Israelites. They've won the lottery. They've got all the gold, but all they could do is all that they've ever seen. And they're wasting it, and they're going broke. And, and here's the thing. We like to look at this and we like to think, man, that's not us. That's not me. If I won the lottery or, or if I had come out of slavery and, and I've got all of this, then there's no way I would do that. Um, but yet, honestly, isn't that kind of what we do? Isn't that kind of what the American dream is built upon? That, well, what am I going to do? Well, I'm going to buy a bigger house and get nicer cars and maybe I'm really wealthy and I'm going to buy a, an island and a jet and, you, and then you have all of that stuff that somebody else wanted and you realize yeah boring private island it's no fun if nobody's there you know <laughs> all this stuff and, and here's the thing that there's nothing wrong with stuff I mean you, you, you could God could bless you you could have the jet you can have a private train for all, you know, it doesn't matter. But, but here is the real tragedy. Here is the real tragedy is when God gives you something and you're not faithful with what he's given you. When he's giving you something and all you could do is make golden calves. God's blessed these Israelites and he's brought them, he's heard their cry, he's brought them out of captivity, he's done all of these things and but all they could think of do is, well, we've got to do what we've always seen done. And so Moses is in the middle of this conversation with God, in the middle of, uh, of God speaking to him and, and, and talking about some of these things. Um, the Lord stops, and, and he says this. Actually, let me, let me read it for you. In, in Exodus, um, he says this. Exodus 32 and verse 7. 
And the Lord told Moses, quick, go down the mountain. Your people whom we brought from the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. In other words, he's saying, listen, listen those people, all that stuff, they're doing some stupid stuff. Go get them. Go get them, Moses. We just finished bringing them out. Of, and they're, they're making these golden calves. Or the uh, Go down there quick. Because all of these things I just told you, man, they're, they're, they're messing up already. They're straight, straight out of, of slavery into freedom, and they have no clue what to do with it. Go and get them. And, and the question that we have to pose ourselves is this. When it comes to God blessing us and, and God doing these kind of things for us, taking us out of one place and putting us in another, we need to know, Lord, are we making golden calves? Are we just replicating someone else's dream because that's what I, the way I've always seen it done? And that's why this is so important here in Leviticus 23 because this kind of gives us a template to question ourselves and know. Because the first thing God's saying is, is this, you want to know if you're doing it right, if you're, you're doing my plan and my vision and my dream, first thing you've got to do is just stop. You've got to stop. Stop all the work. Because for years, all you've done is make bricks over and over and over, day in, day out, make bricks, make bricks. All of your self-worth was based upon whether or not you made these bricks or not. And now all of a sudden, God's saying, listen, just stop that. And, and he gathers them, and he says, now you've, you've just got to be patient and wait. See, the people were down on the mountain, and, and the reason why they got into all this trouble is they came, were like, because Moses was a long time coming. See, God has put dreams and visions in your heart. And sometimes it feels like, man, this thing is a long time coming. And so we just kind of want to hurry God along. Well, let me, let me just kind of start doing this, and God, you, you'll catch up. Okay, I'm the only one that's ever done that. I know, it's out there. We've done it. We can't, we can't, and God's just saying, listen, just wait. Just be patient. So the first thing he's saying is just stop. The next thing is, is we have to remember. See, all of these festival these feasts uh, they provide this context in which god's saying stop and remember where you came from remember guys it wasn't too long ago just a few days ago just a few weeks ago y'all were in slavery y'all were getting beaten with whips and making bricks and doing all these things and now you're here in the in this freedom just stop and remember remember where god has brought us from that is sometimes very, very hard to do. Have you ever met that person, that Christian, that man, maybe, maybe, maybe they're doing really good and, and things have taken a, a turn for the good, but somewhere along the line they've forgotten where they've come from and there's all of a sudden this kind of arrogance about them. There's all of a sudden this kind of, I'm better than you because I don't do that anymore. Oh, oh you do this sin? Oh, you're a bad person. I don't do that anymore. And we've forgotten where we've come from. We forgot that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We forget that, man, you need the blood of Jesus just like that person needs the blood of Jesus. And I don't care what they've done. See, we like to compare ourselves. And sometimes we would like to think of ourselves of a little bit. And God says, hold on, stop. Remember where you came from. Slavery was just a few steps back. Stop. Remember. Jesus tells the story of this man that had this great debt. 
And he comes before the boss, and the boss forgives him of that debt, only for him to go out and find another brother that was indebted to him and demand that he pay him back. If not, we're throwing you in prison. And to which when the boss hears about this, what? Have you forgotten that just moments ago I forgave you of all this? Shouldn't you go and do likewise? And that's our commandment as well, guys. When you've come into the freedom knowledge of what Jesus has done for you, you are commanded and expected to go and do likewise. You are expected that you would shine and give grace to others and mercy to others because you have been forgiven. Uh, In the Old Testament, there's this story where David has forgotten where he's coming from. Now, this is David. This is, this is the guy that is after the Lord's own heart. He is a, a shepherd boy. He's come from these humble beginnings, uh, tending sheep, forgotten by his family, left out in the middle of nowhere, only to find himself as king. And then the Bible tells us at the time when kings go to war, he stayed home. And all of a sudden, he finds himself committing adultery. And all of these things happen. And then the Lord sends this prophet this way. And he has this conversation with David, and he says, listen, David, I, I want to tell you the story. There, there's this guy that had these, these sheep, and, and, and there was another guy that, man, he could have had all, he had all of these sheep, just, just tons of them, beautiful. He had any one of the land, but, uh, and, but the, this other guy, he just had one. But, but the rich guy, he came in, and he took the man's sheep that just had one. And so which David is getting, David's getting fired up. Well, who, who is this guy? Who would do such a thing? We're, we're going to kill him. And to which the prophet looks at him and says, man, that man is you. So you could have had anyone in the land, but you took this one man's wife. And all of a sudden, David has this moment where he realizes, God, forgive me. I've sinned. I've sinned. He, he, he sees the hit the hypocrisy in himself. There's this other moment in the Bible where Jesus has just finished giving this wonderful exhortation to Peter. Man, on this rock, I'm going to build my church. And, and Peter's just, man, this is amazing. Did you hear what, what God said to me? And then just a few moments later, Peter's trying to rebuke our Lord. And to which Jesus turns and says to him, get behind me, Satan. Because there's this moment where Peter's forgotten. Oh, wait a minute. You're right. I'm I'm. I'm not God. And he remembers Solomon. And he prays for wisdom. And he is the smartest guy in all of the land, only to, towards the end of his life, do some really, really stupid things. And he forgot. The thing is, even, even some of our heroes forget. None of us are immune from it. I, uh, I remember I was in India. I'd been there for a good while. And we went up into this one place into the mountains. And uh, they're, they're having this party. You got to be quicker. You got to be quicker with it. All right, cut it. Okay. They're having this party. There you go. In India, and everybody's celebrating and having a good time, and there's all of, uh, it's just going on for hours and hours, and I end up having to sleep outside on this big rock. It's this huge boulder, and I'm having to sleep on this rock for 
uh, a few days, and it just really messes up my back. And it's just kind of, oh, this really stinks. And I get back to the States, and I, I remember getting into my bed for the first time and thinking, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for this pillow and this mattress. And it's so nice. And it's just so wonderful. Uh, but then, you know, time goes by, and I forget. And I forget to be thankful for my bed and my mattress and running water. And I turn a little switch, and lights come on. Like, wow. But times go by, and, man, I'm mad because the Wi-Fi went down. Man, and God's saying there's times. This is what your week's going to look like. This is going to be what your year looks like. And there's going to be these appointed time and these appointed festivals where you stop because I want you to, first of all, just stop. And second of all, I want you to remember. I want you to remember where I've brought you from. You might not be where you want to be, but you're not where you were. And don't forget where you came from. It's God saying this. Stop, be patient, remember. And, and then the final thing that we could use to test ourselves to know whether or not we're doing this thing um, that God has called us to do is this, is holding on to the promise. Because, again, in the context of this festival in, in 23, I want to read this to you one more time. And, and we're going to catch something here in the midst of this. Give the following instructions to the people of Israel. When you enter the land... I am giving you, and when you harvest those first crops, do all these things. And then he lists all of the stuff. See, he's giving them instructions on a harvest that they haven't even planted yet. He's talking about harvest and crops and fruit, and he's giving all these, and this is, a, this is to a people, they don't even own any land yet. They don't have any seed to put into the ground yet. There, there, there is none of this. And God's saying, and when this stuff happens. In other words, your day's coming. But when that day's coming, uh, don't forget where you've come from. Stop, be patient, stop. Stop what you're doing. All, all this work, six days, and then wait. And then, and then I want you to take these crops, and I want you to bring them in, and I want you to offer these sacrifices to me. Imagine hearing this. See, this is exactly what God does with us right now. He gives us a promise. He gives us a hope, and he gives us a dream. But he speaks to us inside of the context of, listen, and when this happens. Not if it happens, but when it happens, this is what you're to do with it. You're not going to be making golden calves. That was for other folks. See, it, it, your dream, your vision, what God has for you, it's not supposed to look like somebody else's. And we have to ask ourselves that question, man, am I being faithful with what God has given me? That promise that God's given you, it seems unobtainable. These feasts that he's talking about, these appointed times, and God's saying, man, it, it's going to be a celebration. It's going to be amazing to a people that have just come out of slavery. Today, as we celebrate, I want to encourage everyone to share their story with each other. To just share, as we share a meal, and as we pause, and as we're so thankful for what God has done for us, 
We just want to kind of share our stories with one another. Say, man, this is, this is where I've kind of come out from. This is, this is a little bit about what God has put into my heart. And, and it just get to know each other. Because that's what it's talking about. It's about holy assembly. Holy assembly. Like, we were never meant to do this thing alone. We were never meant to do this thing alone. Realize that you might not be, be there yet, but hope is rising. His promises are sure. And he who begun a good work in you will see it through to the day of Christ Jesus. There is a harvest coming for fields that you haven't even planted yet. Let's pray. Lord, God, I just, I just want to thank you for our blessings, God. I want to thank you for this piece of property that you've provided for Coastal. But Lord, I just want to make so sure, God, that this isn't another golden calf. That, God, that we are walking right alongside with you. And God, for us to do that today, God, we just feel like you're just saying stop and pause. So God, we just want to celebrate this thing, this moment. God, we are so, so thankful. And Lord God, for the people in here this morning that they kind of feel like they're still in their Egypt. They kind of still feel like their promised land is afar off. It kind of feels like they haven't seen a lot of traction on all those, all those crops that you've promised them. Lord, I just pray that you're stirring in them once again. Like Paul told Timothy, God, that we, we would stir up the gifts, Lord, God, that you would, again, restore vision, restore hope. And Lord God, maybe, maybe there's some of us that, that, God, to be honest, we really haven't been faithful with what you've given us now. Maybe in some ways, God, we have taken the gold and the silver that you've given us now, and well, we've, we've made a few golden calves in our life. God, help us to repent and to turn back to you. So God, just in this moment, we say thank you. We love you. We're, we are a group of people that you have taken out of the bondage of sin and death. And you brought us into your glorious, glorious light. And God, we remember and we just say thank you. And if there's someone in here this morning that doesn't know him, And, and you want to get right with him right now. This is your moment. I'm not going to lead you in a prayer, and I'm not even going to have you stand up or anything. I want just you and God. Just a conversation, just you and God, and you just need to talk to him. God, here's my life, here's my heart. God, I've been trying to do it my own way for so long. God, I've been, I've made golden calf time and time again and God I just God I just just need to 
Just lay it all at your feet. And here's the thing. He's faithful. He's faithful even when you're not. He's standing there this morning with arms wide open saying, just come to me. So God, we just, we just fall to your merciful arms. This has been a presentation of Coastal Vineyard Church, a community of faith, hope, and love. For more information on who we are and how you can support future podcasts, visit us on the web at www.coastalvineyard.org. Come to the